Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show. Welcome to This Thing Called Life. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, and I am so excited to have you with us today. And I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and enjoying the holiday season. Our topic today has been one that we've been discussing for the last few episodes, and that is the topic of grief and loss. And how does that show up in our lives? What are the triggers? How it really feels? And What are some good ways to work through it, especially during the holidays, which can be a really tough time? And so my guest today is a father who will share his journey with grief and loss. And I think his perspective is really important because as I've learned more about this just through my work and just through life, I'm learning that men and women definitely grieve differently. So let's talk about grief. And at this time, I would like to welcome Mr. Shimada Palmore to the podcast. Welcome, Shimada. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. I'm just, I'm very excited that you could join us today. So I'm really happy that you're here on the show. Can you first tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, Shimada Palmore, savage guy. On a business, lost my son, Shimada. So can you tell us a little bit more about your son, Shimada? And can you talk about a little bit about what happened? Shimada um, lost, was in a motorcycle accident. He went to Lakota East High School, uh, played football for Lakota East. And then he went to play football at UC. And he was a walk-on. Yes, he was a walk-on. That's quite Um, an accomplishment. I think so. So Shimada was uh, fatally injured on his way to football practice. I'm Um, so sorry. Yeah, right before the game 2014 between Ohio State and UC. Mm -hmm. They were about to play that Saturday. Mm -hmm. And he was on his way to football practice, and uh, he was struck by a vehicle on his motorcycle Mm. and uh, he was killed. I'm so sorry for your loss, your family's loss. Thank you. How old was he when he passed away? Shimada was 19. 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about kind of it's so it's been six years. Yes. And what has this journey of grief been for you during that time? The journey of grief is like a roller coaster. You have your ups and your downs. Yeah. It almost kind of reminds me of a when a baby is born. When it first happens, you like a baby, just an infant where you just flat on your back and you just, your legs are moving and you just whining. Mm. 
and you go through a, another stage where you begin to kind of roll over, mm-hmm. you mm. know, getting a little bit more movement to you. And, and just like an infant, you start to sit up and scoot mm-hmm. and crawl again. And then as you begin to walk, you had your points where you start to fall down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with the grief, that's why it's so important for to have that support. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby when it falls down, somebody got to pick you up and say, try again. Right. You know? So to me, I think I'm at the um, holding on to the banisters trying to walk. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a process. It is definitely a process. And it's a, it's a process that you have to have patience for. Mm-hmm. Um, your loved ones have to have the patience for it. But most of all, you got to have the patience and know that eventually you definitely will begin to walk again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about your support system, um, who were those? Who were those people for you? Support system, well, definitely my faith. Your faith, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shimada was a big believer in the Lord, and and um, I'm definitely a big believer in the Lord. So mm-hmm. my faith definitely held me up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also different organizations, just like Life Center. Mm-hmm. Your friends, your families. Mm-hmm your family, um, also just people that you come across in the daily life that has experienced something similar. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to a, a woman one time, and she told me that she lost two children in a car crash. Mm. So I lost Shimada, and that was definitely painful enough but Mm -hmm. to imagine losing two Mm -hmm. children at one time yeah that's unimaginable it kind of puts it in perspective you never envision your your child or children leaving this earth before you do at least i can't imagine that correct correct is it still do you do you ever wake up sometimes and just almost like you still can't believe that that happened oh definitely yeah definitely uh wake up or you driving down the road or you just anything you still it still don't feel real sometimes yeah Uh, and and definitely around the holidays um because you know someone is missing right and then the you know the first year i know just for myself it was definitely hard for me to engage. And what do you mean by that? Um, Family functions. So you stayed away? Stayed away because I always, I didn't want to bring the crowd down. So, and also sometimes people don't know what to say. Right. So it was a process of, Staying away. I remember the first Christmas. We didn't even celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. on December the twenty fifth. We waited till a few days later. Right. You know, it was kind of our way of um, setting it out for him. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So, but as time go on, you have to realize that you have other children around if you have other children and mm-hmm. you got to kind of get to some type, something normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, even though it's not going to be normal. You have to right. make the steps. Right. Right. Does your family, do you do something to celebrate your son? Is there some tradition that you have established or is there something you've done in, in his in his memory? What we did in Shimada's memory is um, we opened up Shimada's um, candy cafe, a gourmet candy store, and um, do Shimada's um, Kennedy Palmore Foundation. Okay. And what I definitely found out when it comes to grief is that by giving back kind of definitely heals heals the heart and makes it easier to go on. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe finding something that your loved one love to do, love to, if they love to give back or help someone. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like picking up the torch mm-hmm. and carrying on that. Absolutely. Uh, that dream that they had. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an obligation. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is you definitely want to make an impact that way because it just is you helping other people because right. there's so many people out here that's grieving. And, mm-hmm. and I just, if you're grieving, go help someone, mm-hmm. go give back to someone because sometimes we can be so caught up in our family mm-hmm. and us, but it's other people out there hurting. Right. Especially now there's so yes. much happening and people are grieving and a lot of they're it, not only grieving the loss of someone, but they could be grieving the loss, just the changes that have occurred as a result of, of this pandemic, losing yes. jobs, you know, losing their homes. I mean, there's just so much happening and, you're right. Um, there are a lot of people who are in need. Yes. Yes. But it always makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And if you have children, it makes them feel good to know that they're helping, mm-hmm. that they're giving back. Mm-hmm. So to me, with faith and giving back and and caring about other people is what helps me um, definitely get through the grieving process. Yeah. So how how has it been for, because you have two daughters? Yes. How has it been for them? How has it been for Shamada's mom kind of going through this process? I think they all deal with it a little differently. But when it first happened, the most important thing was for me to get hold of my daughters. Mm-hmm. Because when something tragic like that happens, you have a very small window to make sure you make the right adjustments. Because if they take the pain in a negative way, Mm -hmm. then they can turn and do negative things, self-destructive things. Mm -hmm. As far as why did it happen to me or why did it happen to my brother or my loved one? And 
and then and find the excuse to fail. Mm-hmm. Wow! So by giving back in honor of Shimada and helping other people, I wanted them to take this tragedy and turn it into a positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, I call it like the rainy season mm-hmm. with grief. First happening, you just bawling your eyes out. Yeah. Kind of like the rain fall on the ground, but it moistens up your heart. Mm-hmm. Like April showers bring May flowers. That's true. And it just moistens up your heart. In that rainy season, you got to be careful what you plant there. Yeah. You got to make sure you put in the love, the forgiveness, because in May, it's going to bloom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in that rainy season, if the right things are love, forgiveness, faith, um, positivity, it's oh, planted. That is so powerful. It makes your heart just have more compassion. Mm-hmm. You become just a more compassionate person when you, there's so many things and people losing their life mm-hmm. every day from COVID, accidents, um, mm-hmm. cancer, just some numerous of things. Right. And if you overlooked it before because you felt like it didn't affect you, mm-hmm. during that rainy season, you feel it all. Mm-hmm. You feel those people's pain. Mm-hmm. So I just say to all those that that first rainy season, put the right things in. Mm-hmm. Get hold to your children, mm-hmm. hold to yourself, and know that you will come through this. Mm-hmm. Will it be painful? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Would you cry? <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you, you can make it. Just think about others also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you... You, you, the way you stated it, but essentially you're saying you, you really needed to be there for your daughters in order to keep them moving in a positive direction. Definitely. I just, I think that's so powerful because I think the one thing I've been learning and talking with folks about grief and losses it's almost like you have to make that decision immediately kind of what path you're going to take. Yes. Yes. And once you determine that you're going to take that positive path, then, and it just, it sounds like that that's what you were determined to do. Felt like that was the only way to honor Shimada mm-hmm. and his faith. Um, and I remember when Shimada passed and being able to visit him mm-hmm. at the hospital, I told him I would, it's okay, son, I'm carry the torch. Mm-hmm. And um, and I told my daughters that they must carry the torch in their own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very vital. Yeah. Uh, because it's a very slippery slope to destructive behavior if you don't make that decision. Right. And they were... They were, how old were they? 13 and 14 yeah. years old. And those are just such critical years yes. of development. Yes. Um, you ask, ask why it's not fair. Right. All these things go through your head or 
what could I could have done? Uh, could yeah. I called him? You know, for me, it, it was could I called him five minutes because I thought about calling him like mm-hmm. five or ten minutes before he left out the house. And I said, well, you know, I just get with him after football practice. Right. So it's it's those things that if you don't understand that, excuse me, mm-hmm. that that there is a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can ask a lot of questions on why. Mm-hmm. But what I found out is most important in grieving is making sure you're asking, asking yourself the right questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you ask negative questions, then you're going to get negative answers. Right. And it's just going to take you into a longer grief period. Right. And then you talked about the importance of your faith and just being able to lean into that. My faith was, is really big for me. But if I can be perfectly honest, I always had Shemada reading the word and we reading the word and have a little quiz on the Bible. And But for about two months, I couldn't even open the Bible. Were you mad at God? I was not mad at God. It's just, you know, the stories that I've I've read mm-hmm. about raising them up and, you know, touching Lazarus and, mm-hmm. you know, about negative questions. Well, why didn't you do it for my son? Right. Right. But I had to remember that as you read on, a lot of things happen to bring about greater things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether it was someone passing, it's a greater purpose. Right. I look at a lot of the foundations that's been started for different, from different individuals, you know, nonprofits. They lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. So something great out of this one individual, they helped thousands of people. Right. Right. So that's why I believe it was a sacrifice for one mm-hmm. to help millions of people, right. thousands of people. Right. So that's, that is what conference me. Yeah. You know, yeah. definitely. And Shimada was able to help many people as a tissue donor. Yes. Yes. Does that provide some some comfort for you? Oh, definitely, definitely provide comfort for me because it's a young lady. She she getting her driver's license. She would um, she was going to the daycare next to um, our store, and I remember coming in as a just a little girl walking across the street from the daycare with her mom, and she was trying. She was on the fence, really about making the decision to be a organ or tissue donor. She had to watch the video for her driver's ed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her mom sent me a text and said that she was definitely, um, because of the video that we done, because Shamata's donation. That story was part of, yes. of that, that driver's ed video. Yes, yeah. that she is 
she make the decision it would be because of that. Wow. And I've seen this little girl come in and I, I 16, so maybe she's like laughing. Sounds like you've that. watched her grow yes, up. Go. <laughs> yes, yes. Aww. I mean, we went to her, you know, because our customers, we go to their dance recitals, different things like that. They like family. Yeah. So it was, um, that's what gives me comfort. It right. gives me drive to say, did son, it. you did a great job. You, you made a great decision. Yeah. Wow. You know, thank you for not being selfish. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just it's just really big to me yeah it's really what Definitely. life is all about just you raised you raised a, a good man you can tell so it's um, gotta give you some peace and comfort yes yes i know yes. it doesn't take the pain away it helps mm-hmm. it definitely helps mm-hmm. to know that i can hold my head up high and say Mm-hmm. Shimada was a good young man mm-hmm. and he thought about other people and about their lives mm-hmm. and I think that's what my whole intention was with raising him right. you know don't just focus it's, it's okay you definitely got to focus on self but no it's other people out here hurting right. that if you have a gift and you can help someone help them Right. So what advice would you give to to men out there who may be in their rainy season, as you said? The advice I would definitely give, I know definitely it's hard to talk about, mm-hmm. but find that one person you can speak with. Mm-hmm. Because what I've noticed is some men grieve different ways. I have a, a uncle that lost his son. And I could remember before Shimada passed, going to different classes with him, mm. like grieving classes mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was going to happen to my son, but just being the support there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just need to talk. Mm-hmm. You just need to talk. And if you can be that ear to listen, mm-hmm. that helps so much. Yeah. I do say to men, because some, just as myself, you know, it's like you have to be so strong for the family. Right. So they might not see your reactions because myself, I didn't want to bring the whole I wanted to let my daughters know and the family know it's going to be okay. Right. But was it times that I had to go into the my bedroom or the store and just fall on my knees and say a prayer and ask right. for the strength to keep going? I ain't going to say I cried, but maybe I cried a little bit, but okay, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you cried. I, okay, all right. Okay, we'll say <laughs> okay. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay because it renewed me mm-hmm. to go on another six months. Mm-hmm. But does the load get heavy? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But most of all, your faith and your forgiveness. Mm. If you don't forgive, it would just eat you alive. Mm. 
Right. You have to forgive. Gotta shed a few tears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just say shed a few tears. Find that person that you can talk with and just let it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And know that find something to contribute. Mm-hmm. If it's another young man out there, a young lady out there, a family, some they might just need to hear the words. Right. Come out your mouth that it's right. gonna be okay. You're not We've alone. Been, you're not alone. Right. So it's a I would definitely tell men to keep your faith. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to as you say cry. Okay. All right. <laughs> it can be healing. It, it is yes, you know? it can be it can be uh, definitely healing, yeah. you know. If people wanted to visit the candy store how or or order candy from the candy store can you give give our listeners some information about that yes it's called shimada's candy cafe okay and it's on um, chester road in sharonville ohio 11512 chester road okay sharonville so if folks want to order candy gourmet candy and it's very good i can vouch for that they can visit shimada's candy cafe dot dot com and shimada is c-h-a-m-o-d-a-s candy cafe dot dot com it is great candy and you can also find them on facebook so is there anything else that you'd like to add? I just like to ask, for, ask that around the holidays that you think about someone else in need also. Mm-hmm. If there's a way that, you know, what we did for Shimada when he passed, a gift that we were going to give him, we would give it to someone else, mm. a child in need. Okay. Um, so that 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 really, really, really helped the grieving process because yeah. it was like from Shimada to mm-hmm. this child, you know. Um, so just find different ways to to express your grief. To but it definitely will be grief and it definitely will be pain, but you definitely will get through it. Right. And. I said I shed a few tears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did Michael Jordan and LeBron where they won the championship. <laughs> so we can cry about this now. That's, you know what that's true. That's we can true. cry about some real stuff now. Right. You know that's all I really have to say. <laughs> so part of the podcast, um, there is a part of the podcast where we do or where I do an honor moment. And it's to celebrate someone or honor someone or something or an achievement that they've done. So today's honor moment is for Shimada Kennedy Palamore, who passed away on September 25th, 2014, and helped more than 30 people as a tissue and cornea donor. So I'd just like to dedicate this this show to him and his memory and just honor him and all the people he was able to help when he was with us and when he passed away. So thank you so much.
first. And then as we close out, I have a couple questions I always like to ask my guests just so people can get to know them a little better. So what's your favorite restaurant? Doesn't have to be anything fancy. I'm a French fry type of guy. So French fry. So what's yeah. your what's the best French fry? What what place has the best French fries? Try McDonald's, all right. McDonald's. They have to be hot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. But they are good when they're hot. Uh, what's your favorite place to visit? My mother. <laughs> going to your mom's house? Yeah. Yes. Not like going to mom's house. I get yeah. that. I yeah, I'm that. a simple guy, really. You know, just going to mom's house and being with family is the most important thing to okay. me. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well, I really do appreciate you being with us today and just and sharing your story and you know, getting personal. I know it's not always comfortable, but I think that a lot of what you said someone is going to connect to that and it's going to take something from it. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and just, and doing that. My biggest takeaway, I think, as we were talking is the importance of your faith to get, to get through anything that, you know, that someone may be dealing with, but particularly dealing with grief and and losing someone. And then just the comparison of, it being like a, a newborn baby and kind of going through that process of just, you know, That's, taking steps. That's how it felt. Crawling. You know, that, that baby and that infant, and you just, at that stage, you just need to be held. Right. Right. Definitely. Right. And then giving back, the importance of giving back and how healing that is. Yes. Yes. So, if I can add one thing. Absolutely. For the listeners also, just be patient with someone that has lost someone that is grieving. And they might keep bringing it up. Just listen. Just lend an ear and just listen. Yeah. And eventually it'll slow down. Yep. You know, they'll stop talking about it. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll bring it up every so often, you know. Mm -hmm. But just listen because that just might be an outlet they need. Right. And for for those that have lost someone, a loved one, be patient with yourself. Mm. Know that it is a process. Yeah. And you might want it to be over really quick, but it will always be there. So just be patient with yourself and yeah. don't get so frustrated and yeah. Because you might look at someone else and feel like they have moved on or they're handling it so well, but you don't know how they feeling once they go inside that small closet or that room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So just because they might have a smile on their face and don't mean they're not grieving. Right. Right. Absolutely. I think that's so important. Just having patience with yourself. Yes to go through what you need to go through. Yes. Um, And then also other people just being patient and understanding and and understanding the walk that someone else is going through and and the loss of someone. Very good advice. Very good advice. So there's a few websites I want to offer to people who may be in need um, of support during this time. Uh, The first is What's Your Grief? Very good resource. Uh, You can visit whatsyourgrief.com. 
And then the other one is Grief in Common. And that website is griefincommon.com. There's also the Center for Loss. Go to the centerforloss.com. And hopefully, uh, if someone is out there struggling, you can reach out to someone and talk with them um, or please visit these resources. There are a lot of resources out there that can help. So as I close today, there are 108,413 men, women, and children in need of life-saving organ transplants in this country. And today, 20 people have died because they didn't receive a transplant in time. So what can you do to help? Register to be an organized tissue donor or consider being a living kidney donor because the vast majority of those men, women, and children need a life-saving kidney transplant. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to yourself and to others. This episode is brought to you by LifeCenter. Are you interested in saving someone's life by becoming a living donor? You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By offering a kidney or a portion of the liver, living donors offer their loved one or friend an alternative to waiting on the National Transplant Waiting List for an organ from a deceased donor. Today, the number of living donors is more than 7,300 per year, and one in four of these donors is not biologically related to the recipient. Go to Life Pass It On for more information. Thanks to Life Center for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow. 